everybody. Welcome to church. We got about five minutes before the service starts, so here are some church-appropriate dance moves you can do whenever the spirit moves you. So get on up and let's sweat to some scriptures. Or maybe not. Or just, just here we go. One, two, three, four. Shirts on the face. See it on the face. Yeah. Bring it together. Here we go. Let it go. You take the stone. You let it go. You're unhindered by armor. Let that elbow sway. Elbow, 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 elbow. Okay. One of my personal favorites. Resurrection. You gotta get down to get back. Yeah. Keep working, guys. Keep working. You're doing great. I'm doing great. I'm getting a little tired. This is not me. Coming at the end with 
swords! Swords! Come down here to me! Flamed! 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 Yeah, you do it! This one's important too! Now you got all kinds of other worship moves. There right. you go. And that's why they made the Macarena. Yep. All right, let's stand on up and let's worship the Lord today. You can do lots of white. There's a new sun rising, a new sun rising. There's a new sun rising, a new sun rising. There's a new sun rising, a new sun rising. There's a new sun rising, a new sun rising. I woke up in darkness Surrounded by silence Oh, where Where have I gone? I woke to reality Losing its grip on me Oh, where Where have I gone? Before I see the sunrise, you called and you shouted, broke through my deafness. Now I'm breathing and breathing out. I'm alive again. You shattered my darkness, washed away. waited for me, I searched for you. What took me so long? I was looking outside as if love would ever walk too high. I'm finding I was wrong. Cause I feel the Yeah. You called and you shouted, 
and I need you, and I'll do whatever I have to, just to get through, cause I love you, yeah, I love you, you called and you shouted, broke through my deafness, now I'm breathing, and breathing out, I'm alive again, you shouted.
God, we uh, uh, need to be reminded at times that you are just good to us. When everything else around us seems to just fall apart, we know that you are consistent and you are good. And so, Lord, um, for that reason, we just want to take time in the midst of this service just to thank you and to thank you for how good you have been to us. And, um, and a portion of that is the many blessings that you've given to us. And so, God, at this time, we continue our worship. We remain standing. We remain worshiping and song to you. But we also want to give back. Um, uh, just a, a portion of a way to give back to you so that, um, God, that you can meet the many needs that are around the world to, to many situations that just aren't good, that we pray that you will send us in there and by the great giving of the people in this church that you will go ahead and just uh, meet the many needs here and around the world. For, Lord, it's not about us. It's not about Haven. It's not even about our, our talents or what we bring to the table. It's all about you, for you are good. And so, God, you are so good to us, and we just give you praise. Let's continue to worship in this atmosphere as we uh, receive your tithe and our offering. In Christ's name we pray.
brings the dead to life with words that pierce the dark with light. Only by the blood are we set free. With mercy strong to carry shape and nail it to a tree. You alone hold the power to time our children will head to our Havens kids. Everybody else say hello to somebody next to you. Say good to see you in church today.
distracted and taking care of all of your day-to-day -day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off, oblivious to God. The night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work he began when we first believed. We can't afford to waste a minute, must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence, in sleeping around and dissipation, in bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Get out of bed and get dressed. Don't lauder and linger, waiting until the very last minute. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. This is the word of the Lord. I love that translation. Good stuff. All right. I um, want to cover a couple of things. We're going to lift up some prayers. We've got several um, to lift up today, so I don't want a, a delay in that. Uh, Joanna Shea has some prayers for Laura White um, and for John. Uh, Laura's been in the hospital, so please continue to pray for healing for her. Um, and healing also for Jim Thompson, who's been dealing with some some uh, issues, uh, health issues as well. Um, prayers for uh, Nancy and her son Trenton um, for some things. Uh, jo Joanna also asked for praises for an excellent oncology visit. Um, several other ones that we have here. Um, Kate and Jake Allen have asked for prayers, again, for Laura White. Um, the Hewitts have asked for prayers for uh, their grandson, James, with some anxiety problems. Robin, who was just here, asked for prayers for her sister, Jean, who has a hole in her colon and will have surgery soon. So we'll have prayers for her. Donna um, has a praise for John and Jessica as they had their baby Isaac on Saturday. Um, so we want to continue um, to celebrate that. In addition, we also want to lift up uh, prayers for Carolyn Castillo, who has um, come home on hospice. And many of you know Carolyn. Usually sits over here right by Kitty. Um, and Carolyn is, um, has been a fighter in this um, for about a year and a half. She has just fought um, and beaten the odds time and time again. But please pray for her and her family as they go through this, um, this tragic time right now. Also, uh, Bob and Hope wanted me to share on behalf of the family. Thank you for the cards, concerns, and everything in the tragic death of their grandson, Brandon, um, the other week. And so we know that nothing will replace that, but God is faithful and it does help. Hey, Jim, there you are. You're doing, Jim's here, so um, we're glad that the prayer's answered right away. There he is, okay? Um, but Jim Thompson's over there. But definitely continue to lift up the entire family, Melissa's mother and everybody else in the family um, it, during, um, during this very, very difficult time, okay? So let's go to the Lord in prayer for these things, and then we'll continue further with our, our service. Heavenly Father, we um, uh, approach you once again, and we are grateful to come to you during this time just to, just to uh, stop and begin to um, thank you for so many things. But God, we also recognize that there are many uh, situations. We have some joys of birthdays and anniversaries and, and births. Um, we also have some people who are struggling with anxiety, people who are dealing with health issues, um, others who are still dealing with loss, others who are looking death in the face. And God, yet through it all, um, you are the answer to all these things. You can bring peace where there is, um, is total division. God, um, from the very beginning, your job was to go ahead and bring order out of chaos. And the more and more we look, it seems like our lives are filled with chaos and 
and things that we didn't expect at all. And so, Lord, um, we just pray right now that your Holy Spirit will come to us and guide us. That you'll just, um, no matter what the situation, you'll, you'll let us know that you have it. You're in control. Even though everything that we see tells us that uh, nothing is going to be good and nothing's going to be worked out. We sing, you're good, you're so good. And God, sometimes going through the struggles, um, like over here, that the night is holding on to me. God is... God is holding on. And so, God, let us just continue to hold on to you through all these situations. And we pray for your Holy Spirit and your Son to just be ever-present in our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, um, we have a couple announcements that I want to touch on, a couple things that we want to touch on uh, today. Today starts our 14 days of prayer and fasting. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that, but just to let you know, um, that's up to you, and we're going to talk some about that today, but it starts today, and it'll end in two weeks, uh, so for those of you who are like, oh, I gave up all that, I want to give up all that good stuff, um, don't worry, we'll have it ready by Super Bowl Sunday, so you can pig out again there, but, um, and I know we're all upset, Eagles and Ravens fans together, okay, um, but... Um, the, uh, the 14 days of prayer and fasting is something that um, we're, we're doing to go ahead and start off. I'm in the midst of that on Wednesday and on Saturday. Um, so we'll have four services, four extra things. And I say services, it's come as you are. You might be getting ready to go to work. You stop in so you can see the times that we have here. 6.30 a.m., it's early, I know. Um, here on Wednesday morning, you come on in. It's, um, I, I say a couple very brief things, and mainly we have some songs playing, and you pray. When um, you're here, we'll have some of these available for you as well. We'll have some of these prayer guides that will be available so that you can have, that can help you along with that, um, have different f- ways that you can pray. If you struggle with prayer, it's a great time to come and just have that time, and um, we are done right on the dot and you're out and ready to go, and it's a great time just to really connect. And so we'll be having, on Wednesdays, they will be at 6.30, and on Saturdays, they will be at 9 a.m. So you can sleep in a little bit more, but 9 a.m. will be here. So this Wednesday and next, uh, and next Saturday, and then the next Wednesday and next Saturday. Just come, and then boom, head off. It's a great way to start your day, um, and it just was a, it, it, we did this in the summer um, and those who attended, just it was a, a really great, uh, good God thing. Um, also, and I'll talk more about this, but we gave you an insert today um, that just has some information about prayer and fasting and on our website, havencc.org. I gave a, um, a link on there as well in, in the material. But there is a, uh, information about, um, about prayer and fasting resources. A lot of this deals with food, but we're going to talk more about it briefly, um, more about it, how um, it can be anything in life. And so we're going to touch on that. But it's a, it's a great avenue. So I really want to um, challenge you all to make sure that you set that time aside and can get here for at least one of those, those uh, uh, moments. And if not all of them, I guarantee you you'll, your life will be at risk. You'll start the day off great. If you have somebody you're working with on Wednesday at, that you just don't like, hey, great, definitely come see you here Wednesday. And it'll help you have a totally different um, mentality and attitude. Also, we have grief share, and we know that in our church there has been a lot of loss. And so if you, you are, um, know someone else who is dealing with that, we do have our grief share groups and would love to have you connect to those things. And you can see the other information. There is in the lobby um, your end-year letters for giving. And uh, right over here, if um, 
if you want to pick those up, because before you know it, it'll be tax time, right? Um, so we want, to, we want you to be able to go ahead and have that. Again, my thanks to everybody um, who attended last week's ministry fair. Uh, it seemed like a lot of people had a really good time, got, got a lot of good information, got a connection. Um, but there were three people who, who won. Uh, Scott Grafton won. Uh, Dale Ross won. And Michelle Kipp won. So they were our winners of our Amazon uh, gift cards. So if you want them to buy you something, go ahead. Um, you can hit them up for, for something. But mainly, we just wanted to give you an avenue of how you got connected after church. And we had the ministry fair where people went around. And if you still have more information, I know Debbie will be glad to, Debbie uh, DeVirgilio will help you connect to that. And it was a, a really, really great time in order to do so. All right. So here we go. Are you ready? That's a, that's a lot, right? So we've, we've gotten through all the Christmas stuff. We got into the new year. Now we're back in business. Okay, so a um, couple things. We are in week three, believe it or not. Isn't that crazy already? Week three of our new series um, called It's Time To. And we've, uh, this whole series is designed around the whole kind of mentality that we know what we should do. How many of you ever had a moment in your life that you know what you should do, but you didn't do it? Anyone? Okay, so that's kind of what we're, we're dealing with. And um, if you remember, like a lot of us just need a suggestive push in a direction, a positive push. Remember the first week I talked about somebody sitting at a green light and they're texting away, just going ahead and texting away. And as they do that, and you really, everything in your life, you want to go honk, honk, or you wish you had one of those air horns and you want to go ahead and say, and scare them to death and go, but you just kind of go, how many have ever done that? Beep, beep, beep. Like you barely touch it. Beep, beep, beep. Or how many of the ones like, honk, there you go. All right, so what we're trying to do is say, that's kind of what we want to do. I kind of want to be, give you a little beep, beep, and have you, have you keep going to get, uh, to get moving. Let's look at this quote from Stephen Covey. I think we have it here. Isn't that correct? If we keep doing what we're doing, we're going to keep getting what we're getting. And so many of us have done that year after year, and then we get to the end of the year, and we go, nothing's different. We say, well, because we keep doing what we've been doing, of course it's going to be the same. And so um, we, I think all of us, particularly like this year, because we have a new year, we have a new decade, and we're kind of looking back. How many of you look back and said, my gosh, 10 years? That's, that's crazy. I re or you look at um, like 1997 like it was yesterday. Okay, uh, and we start to see that, and then we start to have this kind of deal that we expect that, and hope that things would be better. A lot of us, how many, when we get through the end of the year, I talk to many people, and they say, "Oh my gosh, I'm so glad 2019's over." It's like I need a new, I need something new. I, I hopefully to that. How many have ever had one person say, "I man, 2020 or 2020 has to be better." Anybody say that? So we have that a lot. So we hope, we hope that a lot of times, but. Our hopes may be high, but our actions sometimes are low, as in our habits. So that's what we want to go ahead and do. Now, what we found out is this is the key. If you look in the scripture, it's a key to uh, Jesus' message. Um, and there's one term that is key that we, we even learned that after his baptism, it said after that, Jesus preached and did this. And it's this word right here. It says, repent. Okay, and repent. Now, every time we hear that, many of us have had in our mind some street corner preacher pointing his long finger at us, repent, or, or you're going to burn, right? Or that kind of stuff. Dangle us over the fires of hell. And we take that word as, ugh, like this. But it's not that word. 
A lot of us think it's repentance means a holy person telling us how unholy we are and we got to get our act together and saying, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. No, that's not what it's supposed to be. Repent just means to change your mind, change your mind's path. So if we change our mind's direction, then we change our life direction. Change our mind, change our direction when you see repent. And so Jesus wanted that for people, and that's what we want as well. And so we see the first thing. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. So when we repent, when we stop doing how we've been doing it, change our mind, that we need, some of us may need a new king. That, for instance, maybe we've been the king of our lives too long, and it hasn't worked out that well, us being the king of our own lives. And so we need a king, and the only king is Jesus. We need Jesus uh, to be the leader of our life. And then here's the other important part. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And when we talk about, particularly in the season of prayer and fasting, a lot of times, a lot of times, many of us find it hard to pray. Am I right? Wait, I mean, I've got ADHD brain, and so I bow my head, and it's like, right? So that's what happens all the time. And so a lot of us just need to focus. So what, what is that kind of focus? Well, we need to recognize, I think one of the reasons why I've always struggled with prayer is because I always felt God was so far off. You know, but right here it says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is where? At hand means it's right here. It's near. It's near to us. And so really what we want to do is this whole series is trying to get us maybe a little unstuck from where we are and recognize that today's message is it's time to get with God time. In other words, we need some more God time. Many of us have God time in our lives, but we need a little bit more God time in our life. As C.S. Lewis said this, the great writer and theologian said, human history is the long, terrible story of man trying to find something other than God which will make him happy. And that's what we do in our lives. We always try to fill it with something else, time and time and time again. So let's look at this verse from Romans chapter 13. Um, It's in the message paraphrase version, which sometimes, I got to tell you, sometimes I need a verse of scripture to like just hit me in the face and I need to go ahead and have it in this version. So I can, in a modern uh, paraphrase translation, so I can go, oh, that's it. And a lot of times these uh, paraphrase translations really help us understand something that maybe we have struggled with. So here it is. It says, but make sure that you don't get absorbed and exhausted in taking care of your day-to-day obligations. How many of you can just stop right there? That's all you need to hear today. You get so exhausted by the day-to-day that you lose track of, t- of the time and doze off. And this important part, that you're oblivious, say that five times real fast, um, to God, the O word, to God, okay? Um, you're oblivious to God, whatever it is. Um, so, all right, I can't say it today. Oh, well. All right. I've been dozing off too long, okay? Um, you don't know God's there. There we go, okay? You can't see God in the midst of it. That You can't see what God's doing. You don't think that God's moving, uh, particularly in some of the situations that we've dealt with. You say, where are you? God, I don't see you. And you. Or you're just so busy in the act of life. Like you get up in the morning and you're so late, your alarm clock went off late, and you go ahead and you go in and you shower and do all that stuff and you get dressed and you're grabbing your coffee and you're running outside and you hope when it's cold, which it hasn't been lately, which is weird, you go ahead and hit your starter so that you can go in there if you have one. If not, 
you run out in your, um, in your bathrobe and start up real quick, hoping that you didn't freeze from the water that's still dripping off your hair, and then you finally get all dried off, and you go get in the car, and you take off, and you get to work, and people cut you off, and you say and think very bad things about them, and then you get there, and when you're finally there, you go and you sit down, and you, you check in late, and the boss is staring right there at you today, and you're like, Ugh, and you're out of coffee because you need more because you sucked it all down, and then you're like... Then you get through the day, and it's been all crazy, and then by the end of the day, you're like, oh, oh, God, right? Yet God has been active all day. And then what it says, the night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work he began when we first believed. Stop. I could do a whole sermon series on this one. But what I want to say, we've gotten so conditioned to getting saved to getting our ticket punched, that we forgot to enjoy the ride. Like, for instance, it's like going to Disney. Anybody ever been to Disney or amusement park? It's like you pay to get in. You're like, yes, and then you watch everybody else ride. This is, the, this is what we're talking about, working out salvation, that, that we go ahead, that God begins something in us, and that takes care of our eternity. Like, for instance, I can say I went to Disney and by paying and getting in, but I don't get to enjoy the experience of Disney unless I go ahead and get on the ride. And many of us have had our ticket punch for heaven, and we're like, "Woo, I'm saved, but we haven't enjoyed the process of salvation in the life that God so richly uh, took care of us. Next time you're going to go to Disney, you're going to think, ah, salvation, let's experience this, right? And so we can't just stay there. In that area, because there's a lot more that God wants to do, and God wants, and God, there's a part of our areas that God has, but God wants to do so much more in our lives. Then it says, We can't afford to waste a minute, we must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence, in sleeping around in dissipation, in bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Get out of bed and get dressed, don't loiter. And linger, waiting until the very last minute. You know what that is? That's God going honk, honk, right? Get going, get moving, get moving, get going. Dress yourself in Christ and be up and about. Dress yourself in Christ and be up and about. So I really like that, that translation. So get out of bed and get dressed. It's time to get moving. It's the Hong Kong that God is giving us. Because when we put God in the center, there's a moment in our lives that I think that, we, that every great Christian person that I know, whether great in stained glass and, and you know, that I look up to as a mentor, or whether it's just the person who's consistent in their faith, there's a moment in their lives where they put God in the center of their life. And when they do that, there comes this great joy apart from all circumstances. And so, what I started thinking about this message is if I was sitting with someone and they were asking me in either a counseling area or somewhere, you know, Jack, how can I just get more of God in my life? And so I said, okay, what would it mean? Because there's certain people in my life, I was thinking about this, there's certain people that in the history of my life and still exist today, that have a right to say whatever they want to me without me getting mad. Now, I may get frustrated a little bit, but they have a right to speak into my life in any way they want to. Anybody have people like that? 
And they, if you don't, you need to find some. Because, and, and there are people that in my life as I've grown that I have a right that I can speak into, particularly when I'm sitting with somebody and somebody asks me what they should do and that their life is, and I say, do you want me to be honest? They say, yeah, and I can just, boom, go right to that point. You know what I mean? And so I started thinking, if I was going to give a message that got right to the point, what would it look like? Now, I'm not going to do it today, but I'm going to show you what it would look like. Okay, you with me? I'm going to give you a message of what it would look like if you were sitting with me, but I'm not going to do it. So don't get mad. You good? You see where I'm going with this? Okay, all right. All right, so here we go. So the, uh, there's a couple of things that we want to talk about. Number one is it's time to take control of my schedule. To get God time, to get more God time, it's time to take control of my schedule. I am saying this to the mirror as well. You are all trying to do too much. Your life is out of balance. One of the first things that you can talk to somebody if their life is chaotic is to say, let's look at your schedule. All right? And a lot of times, I want to say this, a lot of times they're good things. But a lot of times the tons of good things is causing you not to be so good and not to live up to your full potential. Um, if, I heard someone say this, and I think it's a great quote. If you're burning the candle at both ends, you're not as bright as you think you are. That's, that's funny, okay? Um, so, but, you know, a lot of times we just need to look at our schedules. We just need to go ahead and, and do this. And I, I've given this display, and some of this you've heard before, but um, I, I love this verse of Scripture here. Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing the wind. Now, God gave us two hands, correct? How many wish he gave you a couple others? All right. And you know why? Because we, we fill both hands completely, that we can't do anything else. Okay? It, so how many have ever heard, man, I wish there were eight days in a week. Guess what would happen if there was eight days? We'd wish there were nine. If there were nine, we wish there were... 10. We will fill up no matter what we can do. Um, and so we, we love to fill things. And you've seen me before up here where before I've given people, um, put things in people's hands and fill them so much and then say, catch this ball. You can't do it, right? And you can't do those things or, or go ahead and hold on to this. Eventually you don't have enough bandwidth to hold on to all those things. So, you know, a lot of times we are with toil chasing after the wind. And there's so many there's, some, there's only so much time in each day. And what we need to do, I think what we really need to do is prioritize. We need to look at our priorities in life and say, what are the main things in life that we want and need to do? And I believe that God needs to not only be one of them, but maybe the first part of that. And I'm not always good about that. Let's look at what it says in Jeremiah chapter 6. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads. And I really think this is a good year to stand at the crossroads, a good time of year, the beginning of the new year, the beginning of a new decade. It says, stand at the crossroads and look. As for the ancient past, you know, we, we live in a great time of technology and advancement and all kinds of new stuff, but sometimes just the ancient ways are good. You know, like you go back to the old days. Like, I think it's great that I can have my Bible in, on an app at any time, but the older I get and the more I leave my glasses places, I like a good large print one. I like something that I hold in my hand, you know what I mean? I like that there to me. And that may not be for you. You may be like, I love everything on screen. That's fine. But like when I'm talking about the ancient ways, like I think about the, that, like the, the faith of people who, who had nothing 
People after the Depression, like my grandparents' age, who just trusted in God and made it through. And you know who the people I'm talking about, am I right? The ones who, no matter what situation came about, they just trusted in God in each, each and every way. And so sometimes new ain't the best way. Sometimes the best way is to go back to the ancient past, the way it's been done with um, Look at, look at those, uh, those people who were true uh, heroes of faith in our life. Ask what the good way is and walk in it, and then you will find rest in your soul. So, you know, we need to look. God, you need to be first before, uh, before my work. God, you need to be first before, before I even get out of bed, God. I'm going to say, thank you, God, for giving me breath. Even if you hate your job, before you get up, say, thank you, God, for giving me this job. Even if before you get a shower, you go ahead and say, okay, God, before you go ahead and, and eat, uh, you know, only thing that's acceptable is coffee because that's, you know, Hebrews, get it? Okay. Um, take a while. Explain to the person next to you. All right. Um, so, but anyway, you can get that coffee. It'll get you kick-started. You can roll with it. But anyway, before you do those things, just make God first. Make God first in your life. And I want to share this with you. This is not new. Um, it may be new to you if you haven't been here for a while. But I know there's been several people who told me this simple plan changed their lives. Okay? Changed exactly their lives when they approached it. I think I shared it last a couple years ago. And it's what, I, what was called the first 15. The first 15. I didn't invent it, but it's awesome. Okay, so let's look here. All right, so here we go. Start your day with five minutes of reading the Bible. That's one psalm, okay? If that's what you get, that's more than you got before, right? Start with just reading the Bible, that one, one psalm. You can even set up a, rem- here's where the, where the new does come in good. You can set up a reminder. You can say, Siri, remind me to read Psalm whatever, and she won't forget. Beep, she'll tell you. Okay, so start, read, read one verse of scripture. There are plenty of resources out there. The, um, the one-year Bible, all those things, we can help you with all that kind of stuff. So the f- five minutes of reading scripture, so that's one psalm, and then five minutes of worship. That is, that is a, a one song, right? That's one song as you're rolling, rolling. Sometimes, I'll tell you, sometimes I just want to, I, I, you know, I'll do it then, but I also want to do it in my car, if you want to make your ride better, worship God. And I'm not saying close your eyes and take your hands off the wheel and say, Jesus, take the wheel. No, don't do that. All right? What I'm saying is, you know, you can worship God with your eyes open. It's okay. All right? And you can sing. And sometimes you can have a Pentecostal fit in your pinto. I don't care. But you can be going crazy in your car and just worshiping God. And I guarantee you, all those people will know you on the road. It'll change your attitude toward them. They'll be like, they cut me off. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's good. You know, you can get rolled that way. Now, I will tell you, there are those times where you worship God. Hallelujah, God. What are you doing? And you go back into worshiping God. So that will change your heart as well. So we got five of Bible reading, five minutes of worship, and then five minutes of prayer. Okay? Five minutes of prayer. People, we, I want to tell you, I believe the church has complicated prayer so much. It's complicated prayer in more ways than a little bit. It's simply this. Thanksgiving and request. Give God thanks. Say, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that person that cut me off. Thank you that he didn't hit me or whatever. Thank, God, I just, you know, I want to thank you for, for my family. I want to thank you that you gave me enough to just get from point A to point B. I just want to thank you for the breath that you gave me today that, and the opportunities that you're gonna, I'm, I'm going to face. And then, God, you know there's some stuff in my life. Boom, you can just cover it. It's easy. It's easy. And I guarantee, 
I guarantee, just by other people. If you do this and make this the first thing in your schedule, it will impact your life, and that more God time will just overflow. And what I found out is then people start to say, you know what, five minutes isn't long enough. Five minutes in the Word isn't long enough. Five minutes, oh, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen all the way. To when I, I'm going I'm to carry, I put my AirPods in, and I'm going to be listening to uh, Bethel Church on the way in there uh, into work. And somebody's going to say, hi, I'm going to say, hi, how you doing? God bless you. You're going to sit down and be, woo. You're going to keep on going and going and going and going. And then you're just going to say, i got to pray more. i got to pray. And you'll, you'll find out that it's not hard, that it's easy, and it's probably one of the most impactful things in your life. So that's number one. The second thing is this. second thing is, it's time to rethink what I allow to enter my body. And, and what we're looking about here is we're looking at, we, we live in a time of no filters, right? We live in a no filter time. We live in a time, um, and we know some of the stuff for each of us. We live in a time where there's no filter on our eyes, on our ears, or our mouths. And everybody's like that anymore. Like you go someplace and people, people are just like that. And uh, there's a great verse of scripture that said we've forgotten how to blush. You know, many of us don't even know how to blush anymore about anything. We're not shocked by anything. And so there are things that we see in our, in our lives that we just need to change. There are things that we ingest, whether it be for our physical health um, or, 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 you know, other types of things. Like we know, we know the addiction problems we have in this area. Um, we also know, but we also know that there's a lot of things that we're addicted to in our lives. And this is a good time during this 14 days of prayer and fasting to really say, okay, God, there's some things that I have, but what are those things that have me? Like, what are those things right now that I could not do without at all? You know, that if it was between choosing between God and this thing, honestly, that I would have a struggle. And you know that, and, and it's different for everybody else. And so um, we know from the mouth what goes in also comes out. And so that's one of the things that we need, we need to go ahead and double check. So at, what I'm going to tell you is start where you are. I heard a story this week with a church that was doing um, a prayer and fasting, and the person came up to him and said, Pastor, I'm going to join in on this prayer and fasting. And you know what I decided to give up? He said, what? He said, marijuana. He said, that's a good one. I'm going to start there. That's a good thing. So you know what he did? He started where he was. That was, a, that was something for him that he said, hey, I'm struggling with this. I don't know where you are. But you start with God where you are. There's things in my life that have taken a precedence over God that I am going to move to the other side during these 14 days to just really focus on God. So that's where we all are. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians. It says this, and this is always the objection, but yeah, I'm not hurting anybody. God knows. It says, I have the right to do anything. I just want to tell you, you can do whatever you want. Whatever you want, go for it. Everything. But not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. So for instance, you can do whatever you want, but the bottom line is some things are not really constructive or beneficial for your life. Um, I, I, I was thinking this week about, uh, in the Bible about Jacob. Okay, Jacob is an interesting character. It's one I've always loved. One of the reasons why I named my son that, our first son that, is Jacob was a guy who had the blessing of God on his life. And when you look at his character, he really should not have. He was a backstabbing mama's boy who, when it came time that he had to face his brother again, he sent everything he owned and his wives and kids on the other side of the river so if something happened to them, he could get away. That is not a good character guy, am I right? But what he didn't realize is all of a sudden, ding, 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 the bell rang and God showed up for a pro wrestling match. 
and they wrestled, and they wrestled all night. And Jacob, being the little weasel he is, held on and said, nope, not going to do it. I seem like a little kid holding on to your leg. You know, the little kid's like, here's God trying to get away, and he's holding on to his leg um, like that. And God says, boom, and touches the hip of his socket right here. It's like, ah, now I can't move. I ain't letting go. I'm not letting go. And here's Jacob. He wrestled with God. And I want to tell you, I think it's time that the church and individual Christians wrestle a little bit with God. You see, Jacob walked with a limp forever from that point on, but because of that wrestling match, he became Israel, which meant he wrestled with God a man and overcame. And he became a different person. I think part of this prayer and fasting time is not so you just say, oh, thank God I'm giving up this for this day. That's why I look so miserable. It's not what it's about. It's about to wrestle with God about this. Where's this thing in your life or these things that exist in your life? And why is that so important to you? And, why, and maybe you need to have some of this filter be a little bit more on your life so that you can hear God's voice more and wrestle with him. And you may limp away, but you'll be better for it. You with, you with me here? And so that's the challenge that we all, because we all have struggles with the stuff and God. Even to this day, not only Jacob, but we all have that. We all have the right, but we all sh- struggle with these things. So just wrestle with God with a few things. And this is normal because look what it says here in Psalm 141. It says this. Don't let me drift toward evil. We all drift. We all drift. Um, but what is the Holy Spirit already talking to us? Right now, the Holy Spirit may be saying, you are spending way too much time on social media and not enough time with your family. You're spending way too much time doing that and not being with your family. You're spending way, way too much time. I know we've had several people who have faced death and have been looking at death, and nobody on their deathbed said, man, I wish I could go ahead and tweet one more time, right? I wish I could get into one more argument on Facebook. You know, I wish, I, people aren't like that. People say, I wish I had taken time to go ahead and spend with the things that are really important. So don't let me drift toward evil or take parts in acts of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. You see, the light is on. Green light from the Holy Spirit. He's already talking to you right now. Beep, beep is what I'm giving. And you have the choice today whether to get going or not. All right? Um, and that, let's look at some questions. Uh, and, you know, there's always questions about our possessions. And so this I want to share. Again, if I'm sitting there, I'm not doing it, but if I'm sitting there sharing with you, this is what it would look like, okay? So here's what we have. Um, this next one. It's time to organize my possessions around give, save, and live. And, and this comes to our finances, comes to what we have, comes to stuff. We need to organize our lives this way by godly principles. And I could have stopped with, time to organize our possessions, but I wanted to add the other part about we need to organize that around God principles, which are give, save, and live in this order. And, um, and I'm, I'm so glad that this church exists to give. Um, we gave more, I think, this year than we ever have, and I can't wait till this year. I, I want to give, I would love to give twice as much way just to affect. And one of the things that, I, I don't know whether I shared this before, when we were making the decision to move into this building, um, which was 2013, I believe, right? 2013, we were looking at the numbers and the numbers were, if certain things didn't happen, we would be out of money by six months. It's 2020, a seven years difference. And all those things haven't happened, 
But God has been good because of you and for everybody else, because you give. And we didn't give away a ton then. If you had added where we thought that God would want us to give now toward, toward that part back then, we wouldn't have had a clue. And we would have said, no way, we can't do it. But because of your goodness, because of you organizing, many of, your, many of you organizing your lives in that give, save, live process, it's amazing. And so uh, your giving goes to amazing places. On Christmas Eve, we took an offering to give to Community Kitchen in, in Elkton. And they just sent us something that said, thank you so much. You don't realize we're able to pay our insurance now because we have a very small budget. Because of your gift on Christmas Eve, it helped them be able to reach more, more need. Um, I, they're building a church in Haiti now where they had a tent. These things are happening. They're, they're helping people with school. People are being fed. Even at the time when they couldn't get out anywhere, Pastor Uke took what you gave and went ahead and fed a whole community of people. I showed you some of those pictures. This is because we exist to give, save, and live. And that's what, what God wants from us. And one of the things about when we exist our lives this way, we get closer to the heart of God. One of the things that I can tell you when I, went to, when I went to the first mission trips that I ever went to, I went thinking I was going to give something. And what I found out is I got something more than I ever could give. Because look at what, this is what it says here. Look at the scripture. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In other words, wherever you put the most valuable things in your life, your heart will follow. Your heart will follow those most valuable things in your life. That's why we spend time usually... Uh, yearly or every couple years doing financial peace to help people get free to get free in an area and have peace in the lives of their finances so they can get them organized by godly principles so that they can serve God and they can be free in Christ in the way that Christ called it this is what it says here in Proverbs 3 8 honor God honor God with everything you own give him the first and the best and I will tell you something will always try to come in the way between you and God. And the last one here of this, and don't worry, the, the last sections we're going to rip through today, um, but here we go. Um, the last thing here, if I was sitting there telling you um, this is what it would look like, it's time to live my life intentionally, intentionally. Not just existing. It's time to have some disciplines in my life. It's time to, to have an intentional purpose day in and day out. Because as this statement, this quote says, we are not a product of our circumstances. We are a product of our disciplines. What we do in life makes a huge difference. Proverbs 20 says this, sluggards. Don't you love that word, sluggards? It's, it's what is it? Is that one of those onomatopoeia? Is that what it is? One of those words that sounds like what it is? Like somebody's like, hmm. Sluggards, do not plow in season. So at harvest time, they look but find nothing. In other words, that goes back to us. We say, oh, this year's going to be different. Oh, it's going to be better. Oh, I'm going to go closer to God. Oh, I'm going to have more money. Oh, I'm going to do better with this. And then we don't change anything, and we get to the end of the year and go, what happened? Uh, we sluggered all the way through 2000, 2020 and go, what happened? 21 will be different. And then the next year, uh, what happened? There's no fruit in the fields because we didn't plow or plant. You got to do something in order to do this. And so one of the things, and I've shared this before, and I love him dearly. I got a chance to hear him this summer. Uh, John Maxwell talked about the rule of five, something that we do, five things that we do every day, every day, 
every day. And he gives the illustration of chopping down the tree with an axe. You go out, hit it five times, go back in the house. Next day, come out, boom, hit it five times, go back in the house, come back out, boom. Guess what's going to happen eventually? It's going to fall, and you're not going to be exhausted. If we go out there and try to chop the sucker down in one day, it may fall, but I guarantee you we will be tired, exhausted, and aggravated. And so here's what I just wanted to share with you, my five that I'm kind of looking at and, 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 and really kind of uh, wrestling with God about today. Spend some time with God in prayer. Read and study God's word. Um, and then, and so those, those you expect, right? Because we just talked about some of that. And then make a difference in someone's life. Like, just one of the things that I love to do is if you pop in my head, a lot of times I'll, get, I'll send you a text or call you. Just, you pop in my head. And sometimes that makes a difference in somebody's life. Sometimes, you know, hey, this is where the social media stuff comes in. You don't want to talk to anybody? Just go ahead and send them uh, a snap or a, or a PM or, or just a message. Put on Facebook. Hey, I just want to tell you, you're the, I was thinking of you today, and you're just the, one of the greatest people in my life. That changes somebody's life. Or whether you completely see a stranger, completely see a stranger, just go up and, and say, hey, if God tells you to give them something, go ahead and give it to them. Right? I'd be careful of the hugs. I'm going to punch you. All right? So, but, but you know what I'm saying? Just make a difference in someone's life. There are too many people making a difference in people's lives in a negative way. So we need to make it in a positive way. So do that. Um, love those closest to you. One of the things I think that we all take for granted, we all take for granted, is the fact that we, we don't spend time loving those closest to us enough. Okay? That we just want, we need to, we need to just sometimes just stop and go, hey, I love you and here's why. You know, just, just let somebody know it's a great thing. Love those clothes. And then here's the other one. This is another one that we put in the back, back way if we're not doing this. Take care of myself. Take care of myself. All right? There's a couple years. Now, what often happens is a lot of us move that, and you could have totally different ones. This isn't your rule of five. This is mine. But a lot of times I've used that bottom one and put that up over top of everything else. Okay? where I've made myself the obsession. And I'm trying to, to bring balance to my life in this area right here. So we, so we need this. So um, one of the things that, so you do this every day, every day, every day, every day. And before you know it, it's, it's part of your life. It's your discipline. And I guarantee you, more God time. It's time for more God time. You'll get connected. You'll, you'll be better. And again, I'm not telling you this. I'm telling you what it would be like if I was sitting with you and you get it. All right, here we go. All right, so here's a prayer that you can start with during this time. Psalm 90. Teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us spend them as we should. So come up with your rule of five. That's your homework. Come up with your rule of five. Wrestle with God with this. And I'm going to give you three quick principles that you need to happen or none of these or anything else can be done. Are you ready? Got your seatbelts on? Tray tables up in lock, upright lock position. Here we go. All right. So three principles. I, and you've heard these before. I must know my purpose. You know, why try if we don't know why? Why try if we don't know why? And in my mind, I see a lot of, and, and I'm going to speak, I see a lot of young people who just have no clue the direction that they're taking in life. I also see some non-young people who are like that as well. But predominantly, I see a lot of younger people who are going through the motions of life that they just don't feel like 
they have it. And you know, you want to grab them, you want to shake them, and you're wasting time, and you this, and, and we can say, oh, they're so entitled today, and they, they're not like it was, and thank God we're not fighting World War II with this group of people, and blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. But the simple fact is we need to look at them and say, one of the, the reasons is you don't know your purpose, do you? You don't know your purpose. Because if they know their purpose for life, they're going to run after it. And so many people, particularly our young people, have been lumped in as this blob of generation X and Z and Y. We don't even give them any names. We just give them variables that they don't, many of them don't have an identity. And many reasons why they don't have an identity is because they don't know Christ and Christ gives them their identity. And so we need to journey with them and we need to share with them and we need to talk to them, not at them, about life. And I'm guilty of it as well. Good thing you don't have my father or my grandparents, right? We've done that before. But guess what? We need to help them figure that out in any way that we can. Look at what it says here. All the days ordained for me were written in your book of life before one of them came to being. And Jeremiah 29, one of my favorite verses. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Some of the people today just need hope. And then their future will work out. Number two, I must have a plan. I can tell you all this stuff and you can say, okay, this is great. And, and, I, and I've met with people in counseling. I've talked to them and I've talked to them until I'm blue in the face. And then I say, hey, here's what, here's what I would say you do. Go home, wrestle with this, work it out, put it down, put it in the plan. So next time we talk, I want to hear that. And they come back and what do you think? Nothing's changed. You know why? No plan. Many of us have to go home and say, okay, here's, here's my first five. I'm going to make a commitment to do the first five. Oh, here's my five. Here's what I believe that I want to do every day, that I'm going to chop away at the tree of life so that I can go at this tree. I'm going to just chop away, chop away. So every day, those five things is going to change me into a different person that Christ has me to be. I want to, I want to go ahead. And this may be where you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to make a commitment to be active more in the small group ministry. Or last week, as we had the tables around for the ministry fair, I thought, man, I would really like to connect to that. And I didn't put my name in, but God's, going to, God's working on me and say, I want you to add that to you're like, I want you to talk to somebody about it. And before you know it, you're there. And that this year will be different because last year you didn't do it. You thought about it last year. You thought about when we had the special small groups. You're like, ah, I may join it. And then you said, you signed up and you're like, nah, I can't do it. But this year you said, no, you know what? I'm going to do it. Because guess what? I will tell you, when you sign up for small groups, everything in the world will come up before that. Everything else will seem more important. But when you go, I guarantee you it's an amazing experience as you connect to people and you grow closer to God. I could do a whole sermon on that. Let's move on. An intelligent person aims at wise action, but a fool starts off in many directions. And our last thing here today, our last thing, is I must have accountability. I must have accountability. You need somebody in your life that has a right to your life. You need somebody in life that has a right to say whatever they do on your life. They can tell you when you're messing up. They can tell you that you can tell them where, hey, I'm in a dangerous area in this part of my life. For instance, anybody ever start out going to the gym? Right? How did that work out for you? Good start. How, yeah, good start. Now, how many of you had somebody who's expecting you to be at the gym with them? It changes how you go if somebody's there and says, hey, I'm meeting you tomorrow at this time, and you go, yeah. <laughs> or you're the person that's there and say, where are you? Here I am. Well, I was at, no, get your hips out of bed and get down here, 
right? Remember the scripture? Get up and get dinner. We need that in our lives. We need people in our lives. And we need that not only in the gym area, we need it in the spiritual area. You need somebody who's a prayer partner. That when life is struggling, you got a bad time, you just go ahead and pick up the phone and say, I need you to pray me. Or you text them, say, this is going on. I have a friend, none, I don't think many of you know at all, but he's um, one, one of my best friends, and he says, you know what? I've never had a secret from you, and I never will. And that's a good thing, all right? That's a good thing that we have that relationship that we can share, that we will... We will get in each other's grill if we need to. We will go ahead and say what we need to. But after it all, we still love each other. And you need that in your life. Everybody needs that in your life each and every day. Because as it says in Ecclesiastes, two are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach and help. But someone who falls alone is in what? Real trouble. Now next week, we're going to celebrate the life of uh, well, not in church, but we're going to celebrate as a, uh, as a nation the life of Dr. Martin Luther King. And he had is one of his famous quotes, because he was a pastor, and he said, faith is taking a step even when you don't see the whole staircase. This is all about a step of faith. I'm not saying you're super Christians and can do it all, but take that step of faith and God will be there. God will be there. I challenge you, he will be there, all right? So again, that's what it would look like if I was telling you directly but you get it. All right, let's get up. All right, let's get up and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for honking that horn on our lives and, and helping us get, uh, get moving in a direction. Because, Lord, the world's moving in all kinds of directions. And there are people who need some focus for their life. And they need that just to, just to call on their life. There are, there are those of us who have stuff in our life that, that we just need to be away from and we just need to seek your face God as we said you know we think a lot of times that by doing so much and burning the candle at both ends that we got it together but as I said we're not any brighter so Lord right now I ask that you just call us you speak to us you wrestle with us this isn't easy we have stuff that we like but God you're calling our lives right now I, I know God right now you're saying to somebody right now you know you who you know that thing that's what's in the way between you and me. Oh, and it may be painful. But God, let us just take a step of faith in these next 14 days of prayer and fasting to set those aside to focus and hear from you. We love you, God, and we just ask for your Holy Spirit to just fill our lives, to give us direction. The, gr the light is green and the horn is gently honking. God, let us put on the gas and follow your direction. Let us repent, have a change of mind to change our direction, to focus on the path that you have for us. And we will give you praise. If there's somebody here who is making that first step to just really say, you know what, I'm going to do something different this year than I did last year. I'm going to put my faith in Jesus. I'm going to say, all right, I hear you talked about it being the Lord of life. I hear you, I've heard this sermon last week about joy. I hear all these things, and God, I need that right now. So I am pushing the chips in, the poker chips of my life in, and going all in on you. God, I pray that you'll make them more real, that you'll bring peace, that you'll bring restoration, that you'll bring healing to their lives, and that you will make yourself known to them. That some people are looking for a direction. They're tired. They've been in this pattern for 20, 30, 40 years. And right now they're saying, God, I need a new direction. And so, God, I pray that they'll take out that action. Just find their five that they chop every day to grow closer to you. 
so that you can say, this is the path, walk in it. And we'll give you all the joy and honor and praise for all that you have for your church and your people. In Christ's name, amen. Faith is hard, right? Let's try something right now. Just try and close your eyes and lift your hands. As this song says, that we, I want to start the song definitely today. Let's start it with just singing the chorus because I think, you know, it's really easy to have faith when things are going well, you know. When things are going bad, you know, we, we don't really have that, that, uh, that thing that we need just to say, God, we know you exist. We know you're in our lives. And I just want to, as, as a church, just sing this together. Waiting here for you with our hands, hands lifted high in praise, and it's you we adore, singing.
All right, everybody, have a great week. And the Lord, next week, we're going to talk about it. it's time to get together. All right, so as you're leaving, get together and say, have a great week, and God bless.